survive a cosmic storm that devastates their planet, the Protectons and Terracors are forced to transfer their essences into the huge, powerful bodies of robotics. Robotics! And once again, the ancient hostilities between the Valiant Protectons and the evil Terracors erupt into violence, each side made stronger by an organic interface with human beings. Who puts the future in your Hello and welcome to SMPD, the podcast where we look back at the cartoons that shaped our childhood. I am Chris Bolton. With me, as always, my partner in podcasting, Mr. Mark Williams. Hello. Uh, and this week, we are looking back at robotics. <laughs> yeah. Uh, not as yeah. we originally planned. <laughs> no, so not Zoids, which we originally thought we were doing. Yeah, and for those of you that listen to all the shows on the network, first of all, you have great taste. Thank you. Um, but second of all, you may have heard us uh, last week be thrown for a loop slightly during Who Wins when I, I literally told Mark just before we start recording that actually Zoids isn't the show that we thought Zoids was. Um, so to, to give you some sort of backstory, we originally had Zoids planned to do tonight. And you'll probably have noticed that we tend to do an old show and a newer show, newer, relatively speaking. We kind of think of it as 80s and earlier and 90s and later. Um, so we were into 80s this week and we planned to look at Zoids. Uh, now, during my research, I could find no record of a Zoids TV show before like 1992 I want to say maybe even later than that. And it was an, an anime. I was like, no, that's that's definitely not the one. Because I remember having Zoids as a very young kid. Um, turns out we've had a case of the Mandela effect. Uh, because what I thought was the Zoids cartoon was actually robotics. And very clearly is. This is definitely the show that I intended for us to do. Yeah. I just for some reason thought this was Zoids. Well, I, I was the same, and I, I did think it was quite strange because, like, normally, certainly with the the eighty stuff, and this is the bigger stuff, I tend to not remember them as well as you do, and it's uh, it's probably because of that age gap, which is not it's not that big a gap, but it's just that it usually plays a little bit of, of an impact. But we were talking just we did a Who Wins with Zoids and Transformers, didn't we? Uh, Dinobots, yes. sorry. Yeah. And so I remember when we were talking about it then. I remember looking at it, and th and the the TV show came up then, and. I was thinking about it, I'm thinking, oh, that's not, that doesn't seem it, but I think that's a remake or whatever else. And I didn't really think too much about it. And then when you when you said that last week, I was like, no, it's not an anime. It was definitely a Transformers-looking thing. Um, and it was definitely from when I was a lot younger. Yeah. Um, and so I then went looking for it. And again, I came I came across it. I was like, yeah, I found it, I found it. And I was like, no, that's robotics. I was like, oh, fuck's sake. And then going into it, so I, I watched it. I watched it this afternoon. Um, I've been, I was in work. I was on site all morning. So I came back and I had it on in a little window in the corner of my screen while I was working this afternoon. Um, and it's definitely what I remember. It's definitely the show that I thought Zoids was. So I don't know how this has happened. And for it to happen to both of us is fucking weird. Yeah, really weird. Um, but it, it is definitely, most definitely, this is the show that we intended on doing. Yeah. Um, so we're doing it now. It's just not Zoids. It's robotics. Um, now, in our defense... Um, this could also be confused with Transformers or GoBots. Yes. Or, but I, I think where the confusion is set in was very specifically the two toy lines. Um, yes. It's the fact that robotics, you know, all kind of have a sort of slightly kind of reptilian or dinosaur kind of feel to them, or most of them do anyway. Mm. Um, and then obviously Zoids were all kind of, you know, insects and dinosaurs and things as well. Um, yeah. But as soon as we started, I'd actually forgotten about robotics, the toy line as well, which blows my mind because I had some. Um, 
but I think I just always thought Zoids were cooler. Um, and I even got the two toy lines confused. But as soon as I started, like I, I found the movie basically, and I watched yeah. the movie, um, which yeah, is that's right. it's, 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 it's all of the episodes stitched together, basically. Yeah. Uh, so it's like it's an hour and a half and yeah. a couple of minutes, something like that. Yeah, 92 um, minutes. Yeah. So it's like 90 minutes and change. Um, and But it, as soon as Argus popped up on screen, I was like, fuck, yes. This is this is what I was thinking of, but I just had yeah. him confused with Zoidzilla for some reason. Um, now, look, if you put both in front of me right now, I'm going to play with Zoidzilla every time because it's Absolutely. one of the best fucking toys ever. Um, and and robotics was just like robotics involved building, and actually, if you were really good, involved a certain amount of electronics as well. Yes. Um, now, the electronics I was fine with, but these hands these hands don't build shit. All right, like I'm not bad with Lego now that I'm nearly forty. But as a kid, I like I couldn't build fucking cars. I could I could just about build people. Right, I like I I am not I am not a, a, an engineer by any way. I'd love to be, but I'm not in any way, shape, or form. So like my robotics toys were were like limited to. Like, I never made Argus. Do you know what I mean? They, they were limited to like very very basic rudimentary structures. Yeah. Um, even though like with Argus, I remember it came in a kit. You had all the bits to build Argus, and he's like he's kind of misshaped anyway, isn't he? He's just a bunch of cubes with a fucking dinosaur head on. Um, but yeah, anyway, sort of getting sidetracked already and talking about the toy line. But I think that's where the confusion came in is they were both kind of, whereas Zoids were, were kind of wind up and mechanical and these were yeah. more, you put them together yourself, but they both had that robotic dinosaur kind of feel. Yeah. So that's where the confusion came in. Um, <laughs> that and the fact that we're just clearly not paying that much attention <laughs> anymore. No, I mean, I, I genuinely thought this was the Zoids cartoon. I could yeah, see the logo, I could even... Look, I'm convinced I can see the opening of a Zoids cartoon in my head, but maybe it is the anime that I can see, or maybe it was an, maybe it was an advert because I know the Zoids adverts were fucking cool as well. Yeah. Um, look, listeners, if there is an earlier Zoids show that you know of pre the animes, hit us up because I can't find it anywhere. And I, if if I there is, I want. But this is definitely what I was thinking of. I'm glad I found it. Um, I watched. Watch the movie. Um, this is one of the, the few shows that we've done where I can now say I have done the entire run because <laughs> that was an easy, easy 90-odd minutes. I stuck it on on Sunday afternoon, and it just flew by. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've, I've got to say, this this thing is not original in any way, shape, or form. But no, not at all. I fucking enjoyed it. <laughs> I did, too. Um, one of the things I was quite, um, quite interested in, actually, is that there are a couple of voices in there which was quite recognisable. I mean, you got Peter Cullen and Frank Welker to start with, which is just, yeah. why, why don't we just remake Transformers? Like, like this that was is, it. This is like, it, they've clearly watched Transformers and gone, let's have another one of them. Um, so they've got them both in, but they've crossed them over in terms of sides. Yeah. So it, that that was a bit weird. Um, so you got good guys voicing bad guys, bad guys voicing good guys. Um but yeah, there there are voices. There are, actually the, the voice talent is all pretty good. Yeah. Um, look, the animations, it's as good as it comes with these kind of cheaper yeah. 80s cartoons. As, as, as well. I was going to say, I mean, we've we've seen a lot worse. Yeah, I mean, it's clearly been farmed out. I I would hazard a guess it's gone out to China or Japan. Um, if I really wanted to do some research right now, I could probably find that out. <laughs> 
But I mean, being as how it was, I mean, it was Sunbow. So being as how it was Sunbow, it probably did go out to Japan. It was another of these Sunbow Marvel shows. We've talked about a few yeah. of them before as well. Um, I don't ever remember there being a comic for this, though, despite Marvel's involvement. Nor do I did I notice any particular names of note on the writing staff. There was a comic. There was a comic, was there? Uh, Marvel produced a single-issue comic book written and drawn by Herb Trimp in, in February 1986, which roughly followed the story of the first three episodes. A single issue. Um, yeah. so, so and they... a, com- a commercial for the comic was, it was made and aired on Sunday mornings. Why would you make a commercial for a comic if you're not going to make the whole fucking run of the comic? I mean, I get the impression... You know, from the fact that there is there is a singular season which wraps up very quickly. Um, like like that that is the only thing I will say. Yeah. About I thoroughly enjoyed it. It doesn't hang together as a single movie, really. No. Um, they've they've managed to stitch all the episodes together, but the story is very clearly episodic, um, and it just kind of ends. It, it just kind of gets to a point where they're like, okay, fuck, someone's pulled the plug. Yeah. We need to end this now, and it's a big fight, and they kind of end it. They end it on a cliffhanger, um, but they just kind of wrap it up. And I guess maybe the same thing happened with the comic. I guess maybe first issue hit the stands. Comics are relatively expensive, um, you know, compared to your return on investment. So I guess yeah. it hit the stands. And this Marvel in these days, in the eighties, were not going to take any fucking chances because they no. were holding off by a fucking thread. Yeah, so they weren't exactly flush, were they? No, uh, this is this is not Marvel as you know them today. So I guess they just didn't take the take the chance. I mean, I think the toys sold fairly well. As I say, I certainly remember so, yeah. they were expensive toys though, uh, because they were they were basically Kinex kits. Um, but yes. you know they were they were more or less exactly the same as a Kinex. It's just they obviously linked into the show. Um, yeah. So so yeah, I, I guess maybe it just fell on its ass. But but it is a shame because look, the writing isn't. You know, it, it, nobody's going to win the awards for this, okay? And it's certainly not up there with the best stuff that we've seen in terms of writing on this show. But it's it's solid enough. It does what it needs to do. It feels yeah. very much like a comic book. It, it feels like a Saturday morning serial or a serialized comic book. Yeah. And then it's got that episodic structure. You know, everybody's talking in exposition. You know, it's but it's you know adve- high adventure, tales of daring do, and and a bit of fucking space and technology thrown in as well. Like it ticks all my fucking boxes, and I was yeah. quite happy to knock my brain off for ninety minutes on Sunday afternoon and watch giant robots kick the shit out of each other. Yeah, um, I've, I've got to say as well, actually, the um, the opening to it where you've got the um, the the battleship chasing um, the, the the other ship. I know that obviously they're flying over the surface of this planet and they're in and out of rocks. And it had a very sort of Transformers feel to it as well. The whole sort of the battle sequence where you used to get a lot of it was always some Starscream chasing after somebody. It had that sort of feel to it as well. And even like the design on it, like the position of the guns and the way that, the way they fight and the way they recall and stuff. Again, that was all very reminiscent as well. So the opening looks really good. And it, I mean, I as I, I went into it and said. Thinking it was going to be, you no, know, thinking it was the Zoys cartoon in the first place, and then going into it this afternoon and going, right, okay, this is something that I don't know if I don't know if I actually do remember it or if it's something that, excuse me, I've you know, I've seen bits of or whatever it's going to be, and if I'd never seen it before, I could have still quite happily sat down this afternoon and watched it for an hour and a half because it, it looked good. The start was gripping, it was engaging, and we we talk in Game of Moments all the time about fucking boring starts some of their episodes are. You never had this here. The grips you as soon as you're in. And it, no, I mean the, the episodes are only as episodes they're fifteen minutes each. Um, and so the movie the movie is ninety minutes and change, where they stitched bits. To, no, they stitched the bits together to make the main story. Um, and yeah, it just it just works. 
yeah, it, it, it as you say, it is an interesting opening. Like the the, it does something that I've spoken about in the show before that I always absolutely love, which is that we get the whole preamble in the opening. Like the opening is a narration of everything that you need to know about this show. Like here's the big info dump. If you've never yeah. seen it before, this is what's happening, and that in itself is very comic booky. You know, as as the late great Stan Lee once said, every comic book is somebody's first comic book. Um, yeah. And, and you know, this takes that approach. Like, you could you could watch any random episode from this run. You get all the information you need at the start. And then, it, because it's episodic, yeah. you're going to be able to follow it. And, it, you know, it's it's episodic with an arc. You know, the episodes do bleed into each other uh, slightly. I mean, nobody ever really grows or changes. No. Uh, but, you know, they do kind of bleed into each other. So... There is there is progression through it as well. Um, had it been episodic, I probably wouldn't have watched the whole run. I'll be honest, just because episodic, it's much easier to stop something and walk away from. But yeah, I watched it edited together as the movie. Yeah, and I was just like, and I was enjoying it enough to be like, if this was, look, this is a better movie than a lot of the shit we've watched on Better Than Mario. I'll say that's, that that's, outright. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Especially it's, the fucking last one. Yeah, so I was quite happy to sit down and watch this. Like, yes, it's corny. Yes, it's hokey. Yes, the dialogue is atrocious. The animation is good, passable. Um, the concept is entirely unoriginal. Well, the main concept is there, there are parts there of are it. There are bits to it. Yeah, I mean, it's got a very rich mythology, clearly, and it's a shame that it didn't go for longer because, you know, yeah. the creators have clearly sat down and, and given this more. Again, bear in mind this is selling a toy line. Okay, they've, yeah, they've obviously I mean, the toilet, the toilet came first. It. Yeah, yeah, definitely, it did. Yeah, um, and and this is off the back of that, so yeah. it's you know they've given it more thought than they necessarily needed to. Shall yeah. we say that? Um, oh, um, to be fair, we've said that with a few of the shows, especially some of these the mid to the early eight, uh, the early to mid eighties shows, mm. um, where they do they do spend the time going back into it, thinking right, what world are we building? What universe are we building? And actually starting from the middle and expanding out, mm. and, and yeah. it go, it does show. And some of the, some of the latest stuff we watch, and some of the stuff that's on now, they don't tend to do that anymore. It just tends to be right. Okay, well, this is our story, and everything is contained within it, and you don't need to know anything else. Um, and here they you know they go into such detail, you no, know, so much detail with the um, the planet and so the the evolution and the fact that you know, their planet was what was going to be wiped out. Um, so no, the, the I can't remember the name of the computer, the so the, the central intelligence thing, but how that how that evolved and how that all that stuff is brilliant. But you and you need that. Whereas the temptation would be now to say, well, fuck it, we we can get away without that. We'll just say, right, this is no, this is where we are because this is where we are, yeah. and we don't need to worry. So you, you don't have this no, the extinction level event which wipes out no, all but four of each kind. Yeah, um, I think it's. Yeah, they've definitely built it from the middle out. And I think there's definitely elements in there which are clearly there to sell toys and they don't need. Like, for instance, the human pilots, which, yeah. I, like, what the fuck do they add to anything? I don't yeah. understand. That is one bit that I didn't understand. Like, what the point of the interface between the humans and and the, the robotics was. Yeah. Because the robotics are sentient. That's the whole point, is they download their intelligence into these machines yeah, in order to, to survive their extinction-level event. So oh, one, one thing did bug me with that, actually. Yeah. Because they downloaded their consciousness, their, their no, respective consciousness into the machines. And when, I can't remember which one it was, wakes up, he goes, what's oh, going yeah. on? I'm a robotics. Right. Now, that bugged me for a split second as well. And then I, I did actually... 
it moves so fast that you can gloss over this but yeah that is actually uh explained it does make sense uh the plan was originally that they were to go into like hypersleep into stasis yeah no, no that, that's right i'm fine with that it's literally the line i'm a robotics all oh, right okay as, as in the punctuation of it yeah you know you know yeah. you know me anyway <laughs> that, yeah. that just really fucked me off well, well no that's the name of them they're not robots they're robotics i guess it would be i'm a robot maybe uh, yeah but, it's not i'm a robotics no um but yeah the idea behind it was yeah. that they were supposed to go into stasis and then there was an argument between uh argus and nemesis nemesis, Is it nemesis? yeah um on the other side they end up being like well you go first no you go first because you'll stab me in the back blah blah yeah, blah you'll pull, you pull my team out wherever else it, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. So everything goes tits up, and then in order to like, in order to survive, they all get then put into robotics. And Argus is the first one to go in, and that's how he wakes up. So it wasn't the plan for them to be yeah. downloaded into robotics. They were supposed to get to the planet and use the robotics to terraform it. Yeah. Um, which is why there are control cabs. I get that. Okay, I get that there are control cabs, and you can go up inside them and drive the robotics. I yeah. get it. But they are sentient. They are autonomous. Like they don't need. Uh, yeah. I know it's there, but they don't. But throughout this show, there's this whole kind of thing where if the human kind of interfaces with them, they call it, and they put the helmet yeah. on, and presumably they're controlling it through their mind or whatever. But they're more powerful, yeah, and I don't understand. No, I don't understand that either. Um, no, I, I didn't. Yeah, I was, it's I, as if I, we're some master race or something, and they're all thick as fuck. It's kind <laughs> of that's the only thing I can think of is that like without us, they have no. But but we know that's not the case because we see that they're yeah. they're very much a civilized society or both of them. There's two very yeah. civilized societies exist in there um, that have gone to war and have built these fucking machines. So if anything, they're more advanced than us. Yeah. So why the fuck they need a bunch of fucking monkeys to climb inside well, them yeah, and throw shit it. at each other is beyond me. Yeah, and um, the other thing that made me laugh actually when we when it first happens, I can't remember the kid's name, but he goes up and the cab is there and he just starts pushing buttons. And he, but what before he did the first one he pushes opens it, the yeah. second one he pushes puts the fucking helmet over him, and then he starts jabbing around at random. So I'm sure you press at random to get in, and then you work out what you're doing. Yeah, you work out what you're doing, yeah. You, you know, I, nobody's that fucking lucky. That that is the bit of the law though that just completely. I was like, we don't need these human characters now. I the cynic in me, uh, and I don't think the toy line ever got to this, but the cynic in me says they exist to sell cheaper action figures. So you have your robotics that you can build. And then you could have your humans that you could buy as li probably little sort of four yeah, by little sort of, figures. Yeah, probably small, the little sort of dino rider size ones. So yeah, that's yeah. Three inch ones. Yeah. Which will then fit inside the, uh, inside, inside the cab that you build of the robotics kit. So I, I think they were probably there purely as an extant, uh, expansion for the toy line because we don't need them as ciphers because we have the whole thing about, you know, Argus waking up as a robotics. So yeah. that can be our way into what a robotics is. And, you know, there's all these things like um, as we get towards the end, we find out that they need power crystals in order mm -hmm. to survive. That never really goes anywhere. But could did it, had we had more episodes and had yeah. to use them for the way in, you know, there is there is a very rich law behind this. And again, for the, for all that it's fucking giant transforming robots beating the shit out of each other. And for all that, you know, they're constructor cons and they're fucking you know like snakes and dinosaurs and stuff like yeah. that it, it, there's a very transformers element to it 
There is. I mean, the other thing I kind of likened it to was Brave Star as well. That sort of, in terms of sort of the richness of the lore and the, some of the commentary again talking about the crystals and so there's no, there's a very definite comment on on on, on uh, non-renewable energy and stuff like that. So there's a lot in there to unpack, which we we have seen before in, in other shows as well. So again, I thought that was pretty well done. Yeah, I hadn't drawn the Brave Star comparison, but yeah, I can definitely see that. Uh, at the place I kept going back to with it was Jace. Yeah, it just reminded me massively in its tone. And and in and in its look and everything, just said, reminded the, me the of Jace. The coloring was very Jace as well. Yeah, and and just, and just the tone of the show as well. Again, that kind of you know high adventure action serial in space. Yeah. You know, humans fusing with vehicles. Uh, in this case, robotics rather than actual fucking vehicles. vehicles and yeah. things. But yeah, th- that was where I went with it straight. It was like, oh, this is very reminiscent of Jason the Wheel Warriors. Um, it's not as good as Jason the Wheel no. Warriors, but you know what is? Um, very yeah, um, but that's not to say I didn't enjoy because I really did. Like, this gave me that. Even though it's not a show I remember that well, hell, I, I thought it was Zoids. Um, I remember it well enough that I was getting slight nostalgia buzzes from it as soon as I started seeing pictures. As, I say, as soon as I realized what Argus was, I was like, right, yes, that's what I thought was Zoidzilla. This is the show I'm thinking of. Um, but outside of that, I couldn't remember too much about it. And it was just giving me like a real just nostalgia trip for the era the whole thing feels very early 80s it it took me back to being kind of six or seven years old i was like this this is awesome um and you know the music's decent and yeah everything about it is just thoroughly decent i think there's nothing bad i don't think about it like yeah it's not brilliant but there's nothing really bad here yeah it's very much a product of its time as well i mean it's the sort of thing that you'd say well you look if you look at it now as, as the first time you're looking at it in terms of cartoons you're thinking well it doesn't look as good as stuff we got in the 90s and it certainly doesn't look as good as some of the stuff we had in in, in the arts um but it's yeah it's, it's decent it looks like it should it looks like transformers it looks like thundercats it looks like jace and it sounds like it and you've got that same the same energy to it i mean as you said it's, it's an action adventure type show which you don't tend to get anymore um, no, you really don't. They don't make them like this anymore, do they? No, Even when we do get action-adventure shows, they, they're much slicker than this now. Yeah. Um, and I mean and, that in a bad way. Yeah, it's it's very much, you know, everything is on point. There's no trial and error. And, and I mean that from a story point of view. That, you know, they say, well, in, in this, in Thundercats, in Transformers, in all these sort of, you know, these questy-type shows, yes, okay, you went on a mission, but you, you had your setbacks. Whereas actually, if you look at stuff now, there's a show on Netflix called Mirror and Me, which the kids watch. Um, and it's about a fairy kingdom that's in danger and a, a girl gets dragged out. Um, a girl from our world gets dragged in through, a, through a magic book into this fairy kingdom. But in every episode, they resolve shit and they move yeah. on slightly. And the peril lasts for 10 minutes. Whereas actually in this, you know, and I don't know whether it's because you had a shorter run, but generally it's stuff you would have had in the 80s. You say, right, actually, at some point you do need to lose an episode. You do need to lose a battle so that you can go yeah. on and win the war. And you don't get that anymore. And no. it doesn't teach kids how to lose. No, there's, there's definitely that. And there's also, like you say, they, they wrap everything up inside of an episode on, in more modern shows. Whereas this is this is serialized. Each episode has a storyline and they'll maybe wrap that up. But there will always be a cliffhanger that leads you into the next one. And there is this overarching story of the humans want to get home. And yeah. The Terracons want to get their ship back up and running. So they align. You know, and then the Protectons want to actually find a way to make the planet work. So that means they need to help the humans fix the spaceship so that they can get nutrients. And so everybody's kind of goals start to align. And there's, there is a mission structure. Everybody yeah. wants something. We understand what that is. Like, there is 
there is so much thought, as I say, even though it's not original, there is so much thought gone into the story of this. Mm. And we've said this before, and especially about some of these shows that sell toy lines. It's almost as if, like, nobody actually gave a fuck that was in charge of money. It's like they went, right, we, we need to sell the toys, so here's here's an arbitrary amount of money. Yeah, They hired somebody and then just let them do whatever the fuck they want, as long as it got on telly and sold yeah. the toys and got the brand out. They're like, do whatever the fuck you want. And so... Actually, when you when you're that hands off with creatives, it's a big risk and it can go either way. But nine times out of ten, what you're going to get is something like this, where you've just got pure unadulterated creativity, where yeah. they've just gone. OK, so, yeah, it's got to be this. It's got to be Transformers. It's got to be GoBots. It's got to be Zoids because that's what you're selling. Yeah. But here's my fucking spin on it. Yeah. So, yeah, we're going to have this environmental impact about actually we've strip mined so much of the planet that there's not many power crystals left. And we're going to have this discussion about the two separate societies and war. And, you know, we're going to, I mean, there's even the very first episodes, there's this talk about how the humans themselves are short of resources. And you start to see a class struggle in amongst the humans as well. We've got the bad guys being like, well, we'll take all the fucking food. And they, they literally just steal it all. And everybody else has to starve, you know, whereas they're, trying to ration everything out um you get cold war era kind of traitors and spies in here as well with a spy in the camp you know there's there's all of these things going on that like look really this needed to be i think the episodes were like six or seven minutes this just needed to be six or seven minutes of robots punching each other to sell the toys that's all it fucking needed to be um but actually you know what what you get now because like the robots punching each other is, is slightly more constrained because we've got so much story in it makes it fucking cheaper to animate because you've got a lot of signals of of humans moving their mouth and and emoting and of robots who have very few features anyway just doing that basically but i mean not only that because they they haven't spent so much time on on animating the fights actually you get more time for story as well and it's something that we talked about before i think it's when we were talking about mask when we did um them on who wins i think they were against jace weren't they um and then we were talking about they spent so much time showing off what the vehicles could do because yeah. then that would make the toys seem cooler and that would sell more toys. Actually, your storylines were pretty fucking basic because they didn't have time to do it because they were too busy going, right, this is a flying car. This is a flying motorbike. This is a flying shark. This is an umbrella that turns into a submarine. All this sort of shit. And you didn't actually get any time for story. Whereas here, they've gone, you know what? The toys are the toys. And if we show them doing what they do by actually you know, having them in the environment they're in and working, as opposed to just going, and this bit shoots out, and this bit lifts up, you actually get more out of it. So I think it's a, it was a very, a very ballsy move um, by uh, by the people who made the show. And it, so it, it's it, uh, I don't know whether it paid off or not because obviously they you know, they didn't last that long. But in reality, it's they're far more likely to sell toys that way than they are just be going, oh look, we're a thirty minute commercial. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, even like when you go back to selling the toys, just thinking off the top of my head now, like the the logical move with the humans would have been that the humans were there because they had to, like, maybe when they get there, all the robotics are, like, falling apart and damaged and the humans have to repair them. And then that's their job. They're engineers. They yeah. fix the robotics, which yeah, is what you in- would be doing. Yeah, that's your into the toy because then you've got to build them. Yeah, um, but they don't even do that. They hang this whole story with the humans and we get our heroes and, and our villains. And it's just, it's way better then it has any right to be. And look, because we came into it so cold, because I thought it was something else, like it's kind of blindsided me a little bit as well. Yeah. So there's that, you know, there was no, there was zero expectation. 
which is always the best place to be watching these shows from. Yeah. Like sometimes we do these shows and I really envy some of our listeners out there who may go, oh, I've never heard of that. And we'll watch it for the first time before listening to the show. Like to, to experience some of these for the first time must be absolutely wonderful. And I think this would be one of those things. I think you could sit this down in front of a kid now and just go, have a look at this. And I think it's interesting enough. And I think the story's good enough. And I think the fights are explosive enough that actually yeah. it'll probably hold attention today. I think this will hold up. And it's partly because, as you say, that this just isn't, something that's around anymore so i think yeah. it'll, it'll probably blow kids minds to see something like this where where you've got such a rich kind of complex story going on in the background because it, it can be like like i said there were there were points where i had to stop and go hang on what did he say? ah right okay i've got it now yeah you know yeah. so for as much as i say you know it's quite simplistic and everybody's talking in exposition like there were points where i'm like oh hold on there's some proper science fiction bullshit going on here. I need to make sure I understand how this works. Yeah. You know, you need to wrap your head around how CompuCore works because it's, at, you know, towards the middle of the season, those robots are fucking swapping bodies left, right and center. It's like a fucking giant robot swingers party. Everybody <laughs> just checks their conscience in the middle and CompuCore goes, right, you can go on that one today. You go on that one today. Like, although weirdly, nobody ever takes control of the female body and the female never takes control of any of the other bodies, because there is a single solitary girl, just like there is in Transformers. However, yeah. credit to them, they don't make a pink or anything like that, and they don't yeah. make us like she's pretty fucking kick-ass. She holds her own in a fight, you know. She she adds she adds to the story every time she's in it. She's not just there because she's a girl. Yeah, she's um, not just there to sell toys to girls. And and actually, weirdly, she kind of looks a bit like a spider, um, which a cute spider. Don't get me wrong. Like she's got a big bulbous body and big eyes and stuff like that. But that is not traditionally the kind of look you'd go for, I think, to try and sell one of these to a girl, is it? Like, you look no. at what Transformers did, where you get all of a sudden the fucking hot pink Transformer. Yeah, you make a Barbie robot. Yeah, you certainly don't make a spider-looking motherfucker, do you? No. Not for a little girl, you know? You make it look like, I don't know, fucking Easy Bake Oven or something like that. I don't fucking know. Whatever. What do little girls play with besides dolls? I mean, now, whatever they want is, is the actual answer to that. Like, they can play yeah. with fucking spider toys. Of course they can. They can I, was, I, was, I, was trying, I was trying to think what, what number one played with. But, yeah, she would she just pick up anything that was there. If there, if there was a cricket bat, she'd play with that. If there was a, a car, she'd play with that. If there was a doll, she'd play with that. Same as boys will play with fucking Barbies and dolls as well. Yeah. But as we've talked about before on this show, that wasn't the accepted gender politics of the 80s when these no. toys were being marketed. Um, so well, don't that, get me wrong. I, I still know parents now who won't let their, kid, no, who won't let their boys play with Barbies and won't let their girls play with cars. Fucking, let, what does it matter? Them. Fucking, yeah, let them play whatever the fuck they want. It's all seeding imagination. So just exactly. I mean, I, I, we, we laugh because um, number two fostered. Um, we fostered number two. And... One of the rules in, in the, the fostering uh, guidebook thing is that you're not allowed to let them dress up as like, you know, so like, as, as a boy, he can dress up as Iron Man and Hulk and Batman and shit like that. If he wants to put on one of number one's princess dresses, he's not supposed to do that. And we're not supposed to encourage it. Are you shitting me? I was like, fuck it. Uh, no, I'm not being funny. If he wants to, if, if they're playing a game and he wants to put it on, fucking all power to him. I'm... How is that not illegal? Like I, that's... it's a guideline, not a rule. It's it, it's 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 not an instruction. Wow. A, yeah, that was. I remember reading that and going, "Well, because at the time we were reading that, and he they'd been playing something. I think he was he was wearing a Cinderella dress at the time when we read it. I was like, well, that's a little fucking window there." Wow. What? Yeah. What a pretty, pile of horseshit. Yeah, and like to the point where um, no, if 
if he decides actually that he's a girl, no, no, we're not allowed to go. No, we're not allowed to encourage that. We've got to, no, we've got to seek help. And no. so, well, fucking hell, if that's the way, if that's the way he is, and that's the way he is, well, don't do it. That's a disgrace. Was it like a super religious fostering organization? No, not, or something? not the council. That's that's a fucking disgrace. I mean, I, I'd imagine that's twenty. That, that book's twenty years out of date. But yeah, that was uh, that. Those were in the rules. Wow. Fucking well, I've learned something this evening. Um, that's that's unbelievable, absolutely yeah. unbelievable. Um, that that's taken us down a much more serious and heavy. Yeah, sorry about that. I saw this episode going down, but uh, there you go, listeners. You lives and fucking learns. Twenty twenty one, and we're still fucking luddites. There you go. Yep. Um, so fucking but, Yeah, but yeah, the, you know that is not translated into this show. Those gender no. politics are not in this show, and I think that's the first time i can honestly hand on heart say that they've nailed that in anything that we've watched we've had yeah. strong female characters in some of the shows um but they're always very much kind of portrayed as, as they're you know they're really good looking or they wear in pink or they ride yeah. a fucking unicorn or they have yeah. fairy wings or it's like no she's just no fucking robot just like everybody else she's there on a mission just like everybody else and actually yeah. fucking she gets shit done yeah, like, she, and, she and, and that's the thing. Role. I mean, they're realistically with with the toys. If you're building them, or if you're building, if you don't have a set, or you've got a couple of sets and you're mixing and matching and shit, it doesn't mean that. No, it, it it means that you don't have to say, "Right, well, that one can only be her because that no, that's her color, or the, no, that's the shape that she is." You say, "Well, fuck it, I've got four four squares and an arm. Yeah. So I'm going to make this, and it doesn't fucking matter." I mean, I remember when um, Lego brought out Lego Friends first, and it was you know, trying to make it more more appealing to to younger girls. And how do you I, make? They're plastic blocks. You know well, I mean? this is this is and the the, the 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 sets are pretty good. And I mean, all Lego sets now are they, you know, it's not just a case of you have blocks and you build shit. They have characters, and um, they all do bits. So the, um, number one's got a lot of the um, the Lego Friends set just because you know we've gone into the Lego shop and she's picked them herself. So we said, well, I'm not, if that's what you want, that's fine. So then we've carried that on and we bought stuff for her because it's what she likes. Yeah. But I remember at the time, I think it came out when possibly I was doing GCSEs or A-levels. It was that sort of time. And when they first introduced it, or might have even been early uni. But I remember them bringing it out and talking to a, a female friend. And we were talking about it. She said, they've, re- they've just missed a trick because they don't need to do all this shit to appeal to girls. The way you make Lego more appealing to girls is in those really annoying plastic hair sets. You give one of those motherfuckers a ponytail. Yeah. Everything else exactly the same. Give a put a ponytail in, sorted. Because yeah. now the girls go, yeah, there you go. The girls are represented. Now I can go back to building my skyscraper Ferris wheel robot rocket. Yeah. Easy. Yeah. Yeah. And I just know it was it was one of those. They, they spent so much effort and so no, they put so much into it. There's a, I think there's a TV show as well um, on Netflix um, or Prime or one of them. Um, there's, there's, there are a couple of Lego Friends series. And again, it's all about you no know, girls, you no know, and friendship and all this sort of stuff. That's not Lego. That's just another excuse. You no, know, it's another. It's a, a cheaper version of Barbie. Yeah, the Lego, Lego friends has always Lego friends has always reminded me of kind of Barbie. They, yeah, it, especially like, that's no, what the, it looks like. Yeah, like the newer mm-hmm. Barbie stuff as well, like Barbie's Dream House, which again, the series where you, you know, she's got fifteen million sisters and all her friends and all, and they all they all go on you know, adventures and solve crimes like Scooby fucking do. All this sort of stuff. It's fine. It's great. And it's, it's entertaining. The kid, you know, the kids will sit down and watch it. That's great. But you no, know, you're trying to equate that to Lego. What the fuck has that got to do with Lego? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And no, whereas if, well. yeah, whereas if they just played it like, I mean, it would be interesting actually to see what kind of packaging Nala came in as a as yeah. a toy, um, because the the Roblox packaging was was all kind of it, it looked like a fucking cutting edge toy. You know, it was all 
fucking chunky lettering with mm. fucking gears and cogs and lasers and it was all dark colours and like it looked like an action toy. Yeah. Be interested I'd, to see if Nala was sold the same way. I'd be interested to see if you can find it on eBay actually. See if you can find any on there. I I bet you robotic sets go for a fucking fortune on eBay now. Yeah, the early ones. Yeah, I mean they did um, from twenty fourteen. They re- they re released them as something else. Ah. Uh, I did this earlier. Um, yeah, in twenty fourteen they re released them as robotics and things, but robotics spelled the proper way. Robotics and things. Yeah. Oh, sorry. No, robotics toys are sold by robotics and things based in. Uh, oh, Simi I was going to say. Sorry, ro- I, sorry, I misread it. Robotics and things as a name is just. Why? objectively not as good is it that's <laughs> just nowhere near as good as and also robotics spelled the proper way is nowhere yeah. near as good as robotics with an x because that's just more extreme come on yeah we all know this like ridiculous yeah uh new versions are fully backwards compatible so um the the, the versions they sell now are compatible with the, the 80s versions that's pretty cool that's awesome yeah, they've they've kept it, and it it was um, they made by uh, MB, um, so who traditionally made games, but they had a toy arm as well. The originals um, were Milton Bradley as well, because they they even yeah. pop up on the credits of the show. It's Marvel, Milton yeah. Bradley, and Sumbo, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so yeah, so um, Sumbo, Milton Bradley, uh, Learning Curve Brands began offering them in 1994, up to 2001, and then um, they take on by Robotics and things. And yeah, so you can if you've still got your old ones, you can you can attach new ones to it and just keep on building basically i bet there's fucking tons of them in car boots up and down the country yeah like maybe that's maybe that's something i need to do when this whole pandemic thing is over just go on a car boot hunt for some robotics i really (laughs) fancy trying to make an argus i reckon i could pull it off he's a big fucking cube with a clampy jaw how difficult can it be (laughs) why do you say that i mean he's a cube he's literally it's like it's like somebody took wally made him giant and put a giant fucking clampy, like, Nessie head on him. <laughs> he looks a little bit scary, actually, considering he's, like, the good they guy. They all do, actually. I mean, the, the, the snake is fucking terrifying. Yeah. You know, they, yeah. They, 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 I, the designs are are just... I mean, they, look, they're not great, are they? Let's be honest. Well, the the they, designs are not great. Aren't they? Yeah, that, that's the thing. They're designed to be working robots. Yeah, um, so then, but they so are then you, fucking... you buy the toy and, and make them. Uh, what I did like actually as well, right? Um, it would have been so easy to, and we've seen that. It would have been so easy for the the humans to stumble upon them and then go, "Oh, that looks like this. That looks like that." The fact you actually see them mid battle, mid battle as well, where they're just all popping up out of the ground and fucking you know, shooting each other, chomping each other, all this sort of shit as well. Again, it just shows you can you know, shows what you know what they're capable of, what you know, what these these things all look like, without going, "Oh, look, there's one that looks like a snail." Oh, what? There's like one that looks like a snake. That one's a big fucking cube with chompy jaws on it. You just know there's none of that. You just introduced them because you see them kicking the fuck kicking out of each other. Kicking the shit out of each other, yeah. And it is awesome. That opening fight is fucking awesome. Yeah. Um, I said that whole sequence from the time that they're being chased by the battleship that shoots them down. Um, although again, st- no, Star Wars level fuck up there because if they turned if they turned around after they shot them down and blitzed the fucking wreckage and killed them all, no story. Same as same as with the gunner in Star Wars. If he shot the pod down with R2 and 3PO in it. Yeah, end of story. Um, yeah. So there was a missed opportunity there, I feel. But again, that sequence from the time, you know, so they they fly in, you know, they're evading gunfire, shot down, and then um, so straight away they get off the ship and try to work out where the fuck they are. They're lost, they're stranded, etc. 
And then these things just start coming out of the fucking ground all around them and fighting. It was really gripping. It's probably one of the best intros to a show we've we've seen. Uh, yeah, I, that carries through as well. You know, as I say, every every episode's got that kind of adventure serial aspect to it. Where like every episode, I'm like, oh fuck, how are they getting out of this one? And yeah. it, it does that, and of course you know it's a fucking Saturday morning cartoon or Sunday yeah, exactly. morning cartoons. It was, of course you know the good guys are going to win and the bad guys are going to get beaten and stuff like that. It's just and that that happens without fail in every fucking episode. Yeah. Okay, but there's always like there are some quite unique setups in this. As I say, the whole traitor in the camp thing where they managed to turn one of them and he's so he interfaces with the robotics and he's actually mm-hmm. a bad guy and yeah they they download as I say they work out that they can download different identities into the robotics and the ones that's intended and yeah there's just a lot going on and it could i have watched more than an hour and a half but in all honesty probably yes maybe Mm. not in one sitting yeah but like if i suddenly found out tonight there was a season two of robotics yeah i'd i'd probably go and give it a look like i generally would i'd be interested because i thoroughly enjoyed the 90 minutes that i watched and like if they rebooted it now, they've rebooted the toy line. So if they rebooted the show, I'd be like, yeah, I'll give that a go. I'll, I'll watch that again. And yeah. in all honesty, like it's not as slick and it's not as cool and probably not as memorable. But I think I'd watch this over Transformers in this day and age. It says, you know, says me with a complete run of Transformers on mm. DVD that I do rewatch on occasion as well. But this has got more to it. As I said, I think the thing with this is that this is because this completely separates itself. No, they're not they're not lorries and cars and, and aeroplanes and guns. So they no, it's completely removed anyway. But actually, be, because they're significantly less episodes, there's there's a lot less flab. Well, I mean, this is the thing we talked on the Transformers episode about how I mean the Transformers timeline. I, oh, I've mentioned yeah. it a few times. It is yeah, fucking ridiculous. Yeah, the products as well. You need a fucking degree in astrophysics to follow the Transformers timeline seriously. So, whereas this is like, yeah, a handful of episodes. You're in, you're out. You've got everything you need, and it's it is linear within that as well. You know, yes. as I say, everybody's got a clearly defined goal. We understand the time period. The fucking planet blew up. They all went to the new planet. Humans are on the new planet as well. So you've got the three species all sort of bickering amongst themselves and forming fragile alliances and things like that. And they're all fighting for resources. And it's just classic stuff. It's fucking, it's lost in space, but with giant robots punching the shit out of each other. That's essentially what this this is. Which, to be fair, that's what the Lost in Space reboot needed. Um, yes. Well, I mean, it certainly didn't need fucking Matt LeBlanc, did it? So, oh no, I was on about the, the Netflix one, not the. Uh, uh, I still haven't seen the Netflix one. Uh, it's on it my two watch right. list. Um, it was alright. It could have been better. Because I mean, we we don't do kind of tea time shows on this show, but if we did, Lost in Space would be top of my list. I fucking oh, yeah. love the old Lost in Space. So that again, space adventure serial. It's it's all it's got all of the classic tropes, and I, and I think that's why I keep saying it feels so unoriginal because it is so tropey in that it hits yeah. all of those marks. But I mean, that was the space. But it does them well. Yeah, I mean, it was the eighties. Everybody, it was all about fucking space. Yeah, so the eighties. I mean, pretty much anything from some mid sixties all the way through was about space. Yeah, Um, and the eighties, especially robots as well. Yeah, we had robot everything. Yeah, you had had fucking Robocop and Terminator and all this sort of stuff. But then we were no, we were on the back of the space. No, we weren't going to the moon anymore, and space exploration wasn't no quite as big a thing anymore. But robots were huge, and then Star Wars fucking hit. 
and all of a sudden it's oh spaceships and in you know, laser swords and robots and stuff again and all of a sudden where things have started to die down it was like right now we've got fucking masks and transformers and zoids and robotics and everything else we can get because everything had to be about space you yeah. know trying, just trying to capture that and you know, lightning in a bottle that lucas had, had already already done but even though it's it's uh, that kind of space opera and it's got yeah it's got that space serial adventure thing to it there's something there's something almost kind of vaguely cyberpunk about the whole thing as well. There's something very kind of, you know, Blade Runner and Androids and, you know, downloading your conscious into yeah. these machines and augmenting your bodies, essentially, and well, things like that. If, even if you come as far as the you know, the, the early tw- the late aughts and the early 2010s with things like Dollhouse. Yeah. You know, that, 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 that's still a thing now. That's still something that we're, as, as a viewer, we're still seeing that being done, done as recently as the last sort of 10 years. And I dare say it'll carry on. Yeah, I mean, that, that's kind of what I'm saying. There's something almost, I won't say ahead of its time, because we were getting a lot of cyberpunk fiction back then as well, but it certainly wasn't mainstream in the way that, say, Star Wars was yeah. as a genre. Um, so so there's that to it as well. There is just a lot going on. And I, I feel quite sad, if, if I'm honest, that there isn't more of this, because I yeah. feel like there's a lot left to explore with it. Like I said, we got, we got those giant fucking rock monsters show up at the end out of nowhere. Like, where do they come from? They were a credible threat for everybody. Yeah. You know, you get, I mean, I'm pretty sure, like, they don't really explain it either way, but I'm pretty sure in last la- last episode, some of them fucking die. Like, certainly the bad guys. Like, we only see one of them survive. Yeah, and, and I, I think, I mean, as, like, I, I mean, as you said, no, they, it, it was set up, no, it, it did end on a cliffhanger. So, may, no, maybe they thought they would get the second season. Maybe they thought they were going to get to do, to get to explore that. I'm pretty sure most of the Terracors died. Um, definitely. Particularly I, the snakes. Because like, I was working, I was only half watching, unfortunately. Um, so, the last one's called The Final Attack. The, the Terra Star raises Xanadon. But in the ensuing conflagration, the protect, uh, Protectons attempt to penetrate te- uh, Terra Star's hull. Nemesis threats ship in space, blah, 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 blah. Floating in space, Argus has picked up the Protectons who survived all by combining together, return to the surface of Skull, and begin to, to rebuild their world. Uh, in the void of space, Nemesis still lives. So, yeah, he's the Nemesis, only one that you see. Survivor. But, like most of them, you, you kind of assume go down with the ship because it goes into yeah. the asteroid. Yeah. But the fucking snake, whose name I can't remember, yeah, but like they they flat out murder him. Like they, he crashes into like a map screen type thing, and they electrocute him. Mm-hmm. Like I'm pretty sure he fucking. Died. And, and at one point, I thought they were going to kill Nala as well because they fucking grab hold of her, and it looks like they're going to rip all her legs off. But instead, they just kind of throw her up against the wall, and she gets vaguely kind of stunned, mm-hmm. I guess. Um, but yeah, they, they, I think this treats the viewer with far more respect than a lot of adult shows do. Yeah. Um, you know, like, yes, as I say, it, it. Well, no, I can't say that they dumb it down with the dialogue because that expository style, you know, where everybody's like super exaggerated dialogue and everything's over dramatized. Yeah. They're not doing it to dumb down to the audience. They're doing it because that is the style of serialized broadcasting that, that is yeah. what it's going for, you know, for a more modern take on that. See the fucking Mandalorian. Yeah. Like it's it's not this blatant, but it is still that kind of serialized style where everybody, you know, will lay out the exposition for you and you'll get like 30, 45 minutes of a fucking self-contained quest that ties into a bigger story and generally ends with this is where we're going next, yeah. um, which makes sense because it's Star Wars and this whole thing all fucking goes back to Star Wars anyway. Um, but, you know, what I'm saying is that 
is a more sophisticated version of this. So if you if you take this back 30 years, then it makes perfect yeah. sense that the dialogue would be like this. So I, I don't even think I can level that at it as a criticism. I think that's just no. what it is. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I was trying to think of it as I watched it while I was working. So I was hot, by the time I got to the end, um, as I say, I was trying to do other stuff as well. And I was sort of only half paying attention by the end. But I was thinking all the way through that we, we tend to rail against performances, which I think in here, oh, would, no, that, yeah. there's, no, there's nothing good. wrong here. Dialogue, it's not brilliant, but no, it's certainly, no, it's certainly passable. It's no, it's certainly, there's nothing wrong with it. For um, me, there were no howlers. Like I said, it's no. expository, but that is yeah, the but that's style. what you had. Yeah, that's the style. You know, certainly if you had in the eighties, so that's just what you got. The animation is passable. The color, the color palette is good. The story is good. I, I think the story is fucking great. Like I, I, I don't, I don't think it's original, anything. but I think no. it's great. I was, I was all up for it. Yeah, you know? I, I can't find anything to go. You know what? Yes, it was good, but they fucked X, Y, Z. I can't find it. Like, the only thing for me is that fucking creature design. And we know that's because they were based on the toys and the toys had yeah. to be put together by kids. But, like, there is something vaguely terrifying about Argus and he's meant to be our good guy. He kind of looks like the retarded cousin of Grimlock. Like <laughs> I wasn't going to say retarded, but I was going to say a, a distant inbred relative. I mean, I, I look, I lose track on what I can and can't say, but I'd like to think everybody in the show knows that my intent is always pure. I just use use the limited vocabulary that I have to communicate with you all. All right. You know where I went with that. I'm sorry if that caused offense to anybody, but you know where I was getting at with that statement. OK, and that is what he looks like. Like, it, he just looks like there's not a lot going on. Upstairs. I tell you what he reminds me of. Did you see um, the film Multiplicity with Michael Keaton? Where uh, he a long himself. time ago, he yes. clones himself, and uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thing about, you know he makes lots of clones, and then one of them, one of the clones, decides to clone itself. Yes, yes, yes. And the thing about you, know, you clone a clone, obviously you just lose a bit of the faculties and all the rest. And then by the time you got to them, three or four down the line, you had you know, effectively the um, the special ed version. Um, Is that better or worse than what I said? Let us know, I'm trying to dig you yeah. out. Here. I, I think so too. That's all right then. I don't feel so bad. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it, it kind of reminds me of that. Whereby it's just like there's some. No, it was intended to be Grimlock, and just somewhere along the way, something went a bit wrong, and then something went a bit more wrong, and something went a bit more wrong until you get Argus. I mean, it's for me, it's the eyes. Like they are cold, dead eyes yes. because they, they're essentially. I mean, they're Kermit the Frog eyes, aren't they? They're a ping pong yeah. ball with a fucking black line in them, essentially. Except they are obviously like little. I don't know, like little Lego pieces, basically, is, is what yeah. they would translate to in real life, wouldn't they? But that that leads him to not have a very expressive face because his mouth opens and closes like that, like a fucking glove puppet. Yeah. Um, and and his eyes are just dead. So yeah. there's something it, it's got. A, he's got a vague kind of ventriloquist dummy energy to him, <laughs> I think, is what it is. Whereas some of the others like Nala has your traditional light up eyes and mouth and stuff. So there's there's features yeah. there you know um it, it, it's just yeah he's got that kind of vague dead thing energy that just <laughs> i mean like who, who isn't fucking creeped out by ventriloquist dummies all right they give everybody the fucking wig right so this Absolutely. is this is it it's it's that basically um that is about the only serious criticism i think i can level at this like the theme song is pretty shit as well but there is barely a theme song because it's essentially like i said an opening crawl of yeah like 
this guy took it really fast and this happens and there's loads of explosions and now here we go it's robotics and that's it's, it. yeah, it's almost like it's, it's an action man advert on from like 80s tv yeah it does feel like that it's like here's the entire backstory in like 20 seconds and you would have heard it all because like there's no way i can cut that for the intro so i'm just gonna have to just <laughs> spunk it all on the front of this podcast like i can't edit it out and there is like a, a very vague theme off the back of it which ends with a riff that sounds like it's about to break into Ghostbusters, which yes. annoys me every time I listen to it. <laughs> yes. Um, so I, I don't know why that happens. but <laughs> Yeah. Um, for those of you on video, I've spared you that, so you're welcome. Uh, yeah, because, again, YouTube likes to sue us if we do things like that and, and pull our videos down. Um, I don't give a shit when I edit the audio. So yeah, no, nobody's regulated that shit. So it's yeah, fine. yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, it's on our servers. Who cares? So you'll you'll hear it uh, if you're listening on audio. Um, but yeah, I, I, I can't criticize it really because no. I like I like it when shows do that. It's just I also like a kick-ass theme song. Like what you get with Jason Ulysses is the perfect combination of those things. Yes, um, and that is just half. I feel like half a job's been done here. So I've got the creature design. And I've got maybe the lack of a decent theme. Other than that, this is this is just thoroughly solid. This is like two thumbs up from me. Yeah. I, I would actively recommend, like if I was talking to people, and, and I do on occasion, and people find out we do the show, um, and I tell them what it is. And, and, and more often than not, then everybody will always start telling you about that show that they loved. Sometimes we cover it, sometimes we haven't. Yeah. And then that conversation will inevitably lead on to other shows that they love. Um, and this is one from now on that I'm just constantly going to drop into conversation. I think of like, you should watch robotics. Like, do you remember robotics? And most people are probably going to go either no. an emphatic yes, because like they love the toys or yeah, most of them are going to go no. And then this is one of those shows where, and this happens a lot as well. People go no. And then you start to talk about it and they go, oh yeah. And I am flat out going to tell every one of them. Like yeah. if, if I, of all the shows we've done, Right now, if I if you put me in a room with somebody, and they say, right, recommend a show for somebody to watch. I'm probably going to this, and it's not. That's not saying that it's the best we've done. Like, like it's not as good as Kim Possible. That's still my high bar. All right, it's probably not as good as Recess, if we're honest, when we watched no. that last week. But enjoyable, short, consistent. Yeah. Like, it's, it's got everything. You want to watch an old cartoon? Go watch this. It's not going to take you a fucking hour to get into it, like Thundercats is, and that's not a dig at Thundercats, but. Fuck me, that initial story takes some fucking setting up. All right. It's it's not gonna just repeat itself time and time again like He-Man does, because those stories are the same every fucking week. You know, it's not gonna confuse you with this weird fucking timeline that Transformers has. It's just like here's 90 minutes of your time. Watch a Saturday morning serial. Yeah. Yeah, and as I said, in in 90 minutes you can watch the entire thing. Um, I mean, I'm not sure if it's an official um, channel on YouTube, I'm assuming it's not, but literally. The it, they've got the movie there, which is every episode they aired was fifteen minutes, and in that were two stories, um, which no, is also I saw all movie on. So the ninety minutes is the entire run. Ninety two minutes is the entire run. You can literally sit and sit down, get through it, and then get on with your day, and you've lost nothing. Um, there, there was only one criticism I can level at it, um, and it's not the show's fault. It's the fact that we both fucking thought it was something else. That is a that's a that's very serious weird, problem with it? the show. That's well, probably I don't something, know. Is there's it... something wrong there. It's not with the show, but there's a problem somewhere whereby people remember your show but think it's something else. Well, I think as we said, this is this is kind of unoriginal in its concept anyway. So there's partly that. But then I'm not sure if that problem is with robotics or with Zoids. Yeah, true. 
Which I mean, is, you I know, think... because Zoids is the one that everybody remembers, I think. I was going to say, that's but... the thing. Zoids, Zoids is what people remember, but they don't remember Zoids. They remember this. Remember this. Well, so, yeah. so to me, that suggests this is better. Both, it's, this is better, but then there's something defective with both products. Because think, if they are yeah. that interchangeable, people can't remember which one is which. Yeah, like, like nobody, for instance, is going to confuse GoBots with Transformers. No. Nobody's going to confuse this with Transformers. But, and, and look, it, it's not just me, because we both flat out confused this for Zoids. Because when I first told you, you were going, yeah. no, no, well, there was a like, no. And, and then you looked no. at it and you were like, yeah. And I remember so we were as we were um, we were on video, and I was like, I, I was looking at your face when I was doing it. I could see your face. I was like, he's fucking laughing at me. Yeah, because, because you did. You I had the same the reaction face that I did when I was like, yeah. "What the fuck?" Like it genuinely blew my mind. Yeah, that this wasn't what I thought it was. Yeah. Um, and that for me, that's the only worry with the show is that something has there's been some sort of disconnect with the show and its identity. Yeah. So and I, I, I wonder if it's because of the shortened run or because of the similarities to other things. I don't know. I think whatever it is, this this clearly was just a flash in the pan and vanished. Um, whereas, you know, even with the toy line, Zoids has persevered in a way that this hasn't. Hmm. And, you know, our, our confusion with the show, I think, might come down to the fact that by the time that Zoids anime hit, I pro it probably wouldn't have been on my radar because that would have fallen in, in a very specific time period where I was just doing other shit. Now, if you dropped a fucking Zoids anime, I'd be all over it. Like, because mm. I would just be all over it. His animation and his Zoids. I'd, I'd be all over that shit. But that that kind of mid-90s period that it first started dropping in was right in my kind of, now, fuck this. I'm not watching telly. I'm going out and fucking getting drunk. And if I do have spare times, I'm probably going to be playing fucking video games. Yeah. So uh, that would have bypassed me. So maybe that's why I remember this and not Zoids. And certainly the toys. Like, Zoids were just the coolest fucking toys ever. Like, they were fucking amazing. So that's why, I think. And like I said, I didn't have to, like, fuck around with a Zoid like I did with, yeah. with the robots. Although, maybe I have confused them because I, I have a recollection. I've always thought Zoids as being something you build as well. And now... I'm looking back, knowing that they aren't. They're wind up. Yeah. So no, I, I didn't have that. I've, I've definitely, like, I definitely have full on. I think this is like you hear the term Mandela effect quite a lot now. This is the first time I think I have full on experienced it in my life. Like, it, it blew my mind finding this out. Mm. Um, I don't know what that says for the show. I don't know if that means it's good or it's bad. I don't know. Yeah, like, that's what I can't watch it. Watching it now, it's cemented for good because I'm yeah. older now and I've made that mistake once and I know now what robotics is. And it's something that I will now be able to go out and, yeah, fuck it. I'll be able to go out and champion. Um, and I will. As I say, I will, I will recommend this show yeah. to people. I will and, actively and it, recommend it. It is available, the movie. So where they've stitched it all together, it is available on Region 2 DVD. So you can get it in this country legally. Uh, yeah, I've already looked. It's only about 12 quid as well. It's not very is expensive. It? Yeah, it's not very expensive. Um, it's worth every penny of that. But we've paid more than that to watch worse films for better than Mario. Yeah. You know, Generally, I, I'm not, I fuck up and buy them rather than renting them, but yeah. Yeah, and look, it's, it's by no means going to be the best film you've ever seen. But it's certainly not the worst. And it's like I said, it's an easy way, like, yeah. especially on a fucking Saturday morning, and especially if you have kids running around. Um, just sit them down in front of this for 90 minutes on Saturday. The two of you can just like, you can shut them up while you drink your coffee. Like this yeah. will definitely hold kids' attention. Yeah, I, I, 
I don't know thing one about kids other than I have, I. Age, I have the mental age of one myself, and it keeps me fucking quiet for ninety minutes on yeah. Sunday. I, mean, I, I so. could put this on uh, number two. We sit down and watch it. Number one, we'll watch about thirty seconds. Go, no, nah, fuck, I'm going to read Harry Potter, and she'd be off. But fair that's, enough. Yeah. Fair enough. I mean, she's in a reading phase at the moment, and she's constantly fucking reading. It's amazing because you know, she'll sort of, she'll she'll put her lamp on in her bed. So we'll put her to bed, and then she'll put her lamp on in her bedroom, and she'll, she'll read. I think we don't notice. Like, it's no. fine. That's 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 behaviour you want to encourage. Yeah, so. it's, it's reading. It's not like she's staying up on a, on an iPod or a, or a tablet or anything and doing doing stuff online. She's reading books. It's not like she's staying up and watching robotics on a tablet, which <laughs> no. which would be worse. So you've just completely shat on every recommendation I just made about showing it to kids. But never mind. But no, that no, because I mean that's specific to her. She doesn't. Yeah. She doesn't have it. She'll sit. She'll sit down and read for hours on end. And she will sit down and watch episodes of something that's um, five minutes long. And she'll sit there for like two, two or three hours, but she won't sit down and watch a two-hour film because it's kids, too long. Man. Kids, man. Kids, kids are weird. Yeah. Kids are assholes. That's kind of my catchphrase, I think. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, I, I don't think there's too much else to say about it. We, we've talked about you know all of the fucking weird class structure that's in it. We've talked about the gender politics of it. We've talked about quite a lot in the space of the last hour that's come out of what is essentially 90 minutes of content that should have been robots kicking the shit out of each other. Mm. There is a lot in here to pull out. And I've actually been quite cautious to avoid talking about some stuff because yeah, you can spoil some of this. Yeah. So I, I'm not going to say any more other than I, I, this threw me for a loop for more reasons than one. It spun me out last week. And then all week then, I was kind of curious to watch it, but I wasn't really looking forward to it, if that yeah. makes sense. I didn't know what I was letting myself in for, but I was like, well, like we just said, if I've confused it, it can't be that good, can it? Yeah. Um, and it just, like, I was having a, I'll be honest, I was having a pretty low day Sunday as well. Um, so this was just something I think I needed. I just sat down and watched this for 90 minutes and didn't worry about anything. I just watched fucking robots kicking the shit out of each other and people fighting in spaceships, and that'll do me. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I was the same. I didn't. I, I really wasn't sure what, what I was going to make of it. I, just be, just be after after. So you told me we how badly we got it wrong, and I was like, do I, am I really going to sit down and watch this now? I'll put an episode on. I'll see what it's like, and then I'll probably you know I'll, I'll, I'll go through a couple just so I've got enough to talk about. And as it was, because I put the because I put the film uh, the the movie version on as well, but it was all stitched together, and you didn't have the the natural breaks in it. I didn't notice until I was sort of forty minutes into the ninety. That I was actually like, oh shit, right, okay, I need to, I need to get some work done, mm. um, and it's, it's that sort of show, and I, I was, I was really pleasantly surprised by that. Yeah, and, and I think that definitely helps. Watching the movie version definitely helps in terms of how much you're going to watch. Uh, it was certainly that for me because there was the, it, it felt like you could tell with the end of each episode, yeah, was, yeah, but it was, it was stitched together so well that it just washed over you. He's, yeah, fuck it, I'll watch another one. No problem. And we've actually said that about some of these shorter shows, you know, like when we were doing Will of the Wisp as well. Mm. And I ended up just watching the whole DVD through again for the umpteenth time, you know, because they're like five minutes. By the time you've considered whether you've got time to watch another one or not. It's already started. You've just done it. You're like halfway through the episode. So you just carry on and it just washes over you. Um, Can't recommend it enough. Honestly, can't. Now, having said all of this, listeners, we didn't do Zoids, obviously. If zoids is something you wanted because we discussed then whether we were going to do the zoids anime which neither of us think we've actually watched yeah uh or whether we were going to do this instead and obviously the whole point of this show is for us to kind of revisit these shows and see what they mean to us now so 
we felt like maybe watching the Zoids anime when both of us hadn't seen it wouldn't quite have, have worked out for the show the way the way this would have but if that's something that you want to hear us cover then let us know because yeah. i'm curious about that now as well yes so, definitely yeah. yeah i mean yeah as, as you said no, get in touch we'd love we, i i'm very curious as to what people's relationship with this and with zoids are just based on our complete misunderstanding um so yeah by all means get in touch i'm on twitter at smpdpod uh, on Facebook and YouTube with the Double M Podcast Network. Uh, you can go to our website, ddpodcast.net, where you can leave comments, get in touch with us through there. You can also pick up our previous shows and our other shows as well. Um, where we get your podcast from, be it iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Amazon Music, Google Play, etc. Like, share, subscribe, and we'll get back to you as best we can. Uh, but until next time, see you later.